Hello and welcome to episode 24 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to inspire you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am joined again by the wonderful Emily Button Linham, a business and life coach who propels ambitious women to ditch the nine to five and become self-employed. Welcome back, Emily. Thank you very much, Tammy. I'm very happy to be here. Brilliant. If you guys caught the last episode, Emily and I had a wonderful conversation about embracing your version of success all about goal setting, lots around mindset and success, um, what that can look like for you. So rack that one up on the playlist next if you missed it. But today we are talking all about Emily. So Emily, I would love to start with the, the story behind your business and what it was that inspired you to start. So I um, worked for nine years in financial services Mm -hmm. um, and it was getting to the stage where I had everything that I wanted on paper. So I was managing a big team. I was earning a lot of money. um, I was um, managing a $5 million budget. um, I was traveling around the world um, and everything looked great on paper, but actually something wasn't sitting right with me and it wasn't fulfilling me. And I kind of sat on that for like a couple of years. Um, And I worked with a coach um, and I did my um, coaching qualification at the back end of 2018. And at the end of that, that's kind of where Emily Button Creative was born. Um, And I knew I wanted to be um, a business owner um, because what was really important to me was... um, doing things that I love and and only doing things that I love. I think when we work in the corporate world, there's so much stuff and there's so much politics that I absolutely hated. Um, I I am really passionate about women and propelling women in the world. I'm a huge feminist um, and lifting women up and seeing women succeed um, in um, whatever version that looks like for them and whatever success means to them and living a life on, on their own terms. That was really important to me. And then also I wanted to work flexibly and I wanted to create something that I had complete control over and that there wasn't a ceiling to the success like there is um, in the corporate world. So that was kind of the real driver of setting up my business. Um, I then um, officially resigned from my corporate role earlier on this year um, and then fully went into my business um, and focused on that whilst I was on maternity leave with my son. Amazing. So I I love the fact that something that I come across very frequently and something that I absolutely relate to in your story as well is the fact that the values no longer aligned and how that can have a massive impact on where we see our lives going. And I mean, in the last episode, we talked a lot around the difference between corporate and small business world and how everything feels different everything feels like a complete opposite to the corporate world and the way that it builds and the way it impacts our lives. So when it came to making that decision, you set up your business. Did you always intend to take that full time? Was it just that you were you were biding your time as it were in the corporate role? Or was there kind of a triggering incident where you're like, nope, this is it. I'm done. I'm just going to, I'm going to go and focus on my business. Yeah, it was always the plan. And, um, that was what I knew that I wanted to do. And and as I said, one of the big drivers was flexibility. So 
it wasn't the best timing, obviously, um, you know, early on in a pandemic um, to resign, but it was definitely years and years in the making. You know, I think there can sometimes be a perception that, you know, people just leave jobs and are just like, well, what do I do from a business perspective? And that wasn't at all what it was like to me, you know, um, being financially secure and having that plan um, was really important to me. So it did take me years and years to kind of build it up um, mm-hmm. to really hone in on my niche and make sure that what I was delivering was offering value um so I think it it was a long time coming but it was definitely the best thing I've ever done that's really interesting and I'd love to dig a little deeper into this because one of the biggest questions I had when I was working full-time and running my business and wanting to make that leap was how do I make the decision that now is the right time I mean eventually in my story it was kind of taken out of my hands so Mm. that's fine so I never had to make that decision but I know that I wouldn't be the only one and I'm sure that there are listeners out there who are in that position that you were in where you spent that time building up that stability ready to make that change. So was there a deciding, how did you decide that that was the right time, particularly in the climate that you decided to do it in, which was in in the middle of a pandemic, whereas others can really struggle with doing that even just kind of when that when that isn't going on. So how did you make that decision? Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So I think for me, I knew that I was never going to go back to my corporate job after my maternity leave ended. So I had my son in September, 2019 I had to look at the clock September 2019 um so I knew that I was never going to go back so I always had that kind of self-imposed limit on um that but actually what happened and, and why I resigned much earlier than that is because I really struggled to really embody that full business owner mindset and I think that's why mindset is so important when I still had almost like my I felt like I was almost like a transition of two people. And there was a huge amount of change going on in my life anyway, because I think motherhood changes you. And and I felt like everything was in a bit of turmoil, but I felt like I couldn't be completely present as a business owner when I had my corporate career hanging over my head because that was almost it was almost like multiple chapters of my life right that was the old chapter and I needed to close that door from an energy perspective really in order to fully focused on my business so that's why it happened you know slightly sooner than um I felt and that meant that I could really hone in and focus my time around my son because I was in lockdown we didn't have any childcare in the first half of it um but that was really motivating and inspiring for me because that gave me a drive and and I almost felt like I was then building up my new identity as a mother and also as a new business owner so it was almost like Emily 2.0 kind of happened with these two big life changes um but it's been a great ride ever since and I think for me like I'm quite a planner and I'm very organized so I could never have just left and be like well what do I do and I think that is why I have um achieved much more than I thought I would have come towards the end of 2020 because I had that plan in place because I've been working on well, what was what was my business going to look like and um, who was I going to help how would that look like in pricing stuff and it's definitely evolved completely multiple times as I think 
all businesses do, especially when you're getting feedback from people and you're tailoring things and having to pivot slightly from one-to-one face-to-face to looking at um, launching my first online course in January. But actually, um, all of that planning and the preparing helped me because it meant that I was much more nimble when actually I was working fully in the business. That's brilliant. I think that that's such a that's such a wonderful way of explaining it as well because when you were saying it was like the two versions of you at the same time, like I can absolutely relate to that. It's like trying to read two books at once. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to know where you're focusing. And, you know, I think if you listen to the last episode where we were talking about embracing your version of success, it's like that clarity and that focus can really be the thing that drives you forward. And if you are kind of in two minds and in two books and in two commitments, on top of everything else and all the other roles that you play within your world. So whether that's wife, mother, sister, whatever, it can just be overloading. So yeah, that, that's a really interesting insight. Thank you for sharing that. That was wonderful. Um, so we've talked a little bit around some of the hardships and things that you've focused, that you've, you've kind of experienced along the way, but was there anything that really took you by surprise, either a hardship or a success kind of in that period of time since you've gone fully self-employed? So I think for me, I didn't realize before becoming fully self-employed how important your mindset was and how actually as a business owner you have to be so focused and you have to get a lot of your validation internally as opposed to externally so when you're working with colleagues you get a lot of and especially in the corporate world you're getting a lot of that external validation but actually you need to have that internal drive and and I was think I am very driven naturally anyway and I am very self-motivated but I think it's that consistency to show up to start delivering in the early stages when you're still growing you need to be really clear on why you were doing that and what it's going to unlock so I spent a lot of time um, in the early days when I was working with my coach kind of early 2019 of being clear on well, what is the life I want to be living? How do I want to be feeling? How do I want to be spending my time? And I think having that clarity helped me through, you know, some of the tough early times where I was showing up and I was delivering value and you're not really getting anything back from anyone. And then you start doubting yourself. But but going back to my why of why I'm doing this for me and why I'm doing this for others and who who am I looking to help? I think that really helped. So I think that's definitely a great tip, you know, get really clear on your life vision and the life that you want to live and then use that as your North Star to guide you when it is tough in the early days. And, you you know, I'm still definitely on that journey, but showing up and, and being consistent with that and delivering value and really focusing in on, Who are the people I want to help? So for me, it's about women that are looking to ditch the nine to five and become self-employed, whether that's freelancing, whether that's as a business owner and whether that's on the side of what they're doing um, and really focusing on the problems and utilizing my experiences and the experiences of my clients to really help them and speak to them. I think that makes it all worth it. That's brilliant. And when it comes to like your niche and your specialism, which is like, as you've just said, helping women break away from their nine to five, was that always something that you knew you wanted to focus on in your business? Or is that something that kind of developed over time? 
Yeah, that definitely developed over time. And I think I was really scared to niche down because I was like, well, I want to coach anyone. And, you know, I've done all of my qualifications. And, you know, for me, it's it's really about helping people um, overcome obstacles in terms of meeting their goals. And I think in the early stages, I was much too broad. And I think with coaching and probably with um, lots of other professions, actually, you need people to have a visceral reaction to you of, yes, Emily's for me or no absolutely that's not for me and I think when I was speaking too broadly no one was able to have that reaction and I think as soon as I niched down I got so much more engagement and so much more women that had been following me especially on Instagram for a while that were like oh my god I'm looking to do this for x y and z and it's funny it took me so long to do that but I almost needed to go through that process um, to get to that point and I think it's that constant evolution of your business and I think now where I am now I feel so much more comfortable and much more confident in what I'm doing. And I think that definitely transpires with how I show up um, and the value I'm bringing. And again, like speaking to the women that I'm trying to help and their problems and what they're going through and where they want to go. And I think the good thing about that niche is I can completely relate. You can completely relate. Like there's so many people that have been through that journey. Um, And I think knowing the feeling and being on the other side and, you know, self-employment isn't for everyone and I don't expect it to be as well. But I think it's, you know, my focus is on living a life on your own terms. Like what does that mean to to you? And self-employment unlocked that for me. And I think it's unlocked that for you and it has unlocked that for many people. So it's finding out within those individuals, well, what does that mean to them? And how can self-employment unlock that for them? What can that look like for them? And helping guide them through that process. And, you know, all of those things that I wish that I'd known back then, helping them through that kind of stuff. And and some of that is, you know, practical, like about financials and budgeting and how does it work from a tax perspective, but it's also a lot about the mindset perspective. So the course that I'm running in January um, goes through a lot in terms of like, what's your passions? What's your values? What's your purpose? And that was stuff I'd never thought about before because you do self-employment, you do um, personal development in um, the corporate sense, but it's very focused on your role and stuff like that. And I'd never taken the time to do that. So I was like, well, actually, and, and I had an idea, but going through that process of working through it and almost like defining what is my foundation, then that helps you understand, okay, so where are you now? What's working? What's not working? Where do you want to be? And actually, what could you do for work that helps support that? And I think that's something that we spoke about in the previous episode in terms of your work should support your life not yeah. the other way around. Um, and it's, you know, that should complement where you want to be. So being really clear on the life that you want to live or how can your business help support that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that mindset mindset is something that I've mentioned on most episodes, I think, because it is so important and, you know, roll back even a year or so and the corporate mindset that I still had or over a year now because I've been self-employed for just over a year, like corporate Tammy rolling her eyes at the idea that you can think your way into kind of a better mindset. No, wouldn't have happened, but actually it has been pivotal, absolutely pivotal alongside exactly what you've said with like the personal brand work and the foundations of why are you doing this? What is it you value and what do your values how do your values then impact and influence your business? And how do you then incorporate that into what you're doing and the transformation that you're going to offer? 
it's just honestly if you're sat there and you're like I don't believe all this stuff about mindset it really does make a difference and it isn't just woo it can be very practical yeah absolutely and I think the thing with mindset as well it's like a muscle it's not like tick strong mindset done well let's move on to the next thing it's (laughs) a constant (laughs) yeah exactly it's a constant working thing that you work at but you know that that is the foundation I think for many businesses um, and business owners it's about having that strong mindset because that enables you to do so much more and I think you know especially for me along my journey it's a constant work in progress and you know some days I have a really strong mindset and I'm like yeah I'm doing a great job and everything's going well and others you have a bit of a low mindset and you're just like oh is this the right thing to do but you know you're always going to have those ebbing and flowing. But for me, it's kind of referring it back to, well, am I helping people I love? Yes. Am I working on things that I love? Yes. Do I have the flexibility and working when I want, when I want? Yes. And do I have this limitless potential for my business? Yes. Well, if that's the case, then it's kind of, that's almost like the questions I ask myself with any kind of like business decision or things that I'm looking to do. I think that that's that's a fantastic point and a brilliant way to kind of incorporate some daily mindset exercises. I try and do my gratitude every day, which again is something that when I started, my business coach was like, I want you to list out however many things that you're grateful for every day. And when I started, it was just like, oh, fine, I'm grateful for my cup of tea or I'm grateful for my house. And then after a while, it's like, I'm so grateful for how supported I feel in my life. And it's like, like you said, that muscle and that practicing, it really does then, I found personally, something that I took as a little bit of a, this is a bit ridiculous, I feel a bit silly, to now it's like, I genuinely, it lifts my mood and it alters the way that I perceive my day just from doing this little exercise in the morning. But you have to push through. You have to push through the mindset that it's ridiculous to get to the back that it works. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think positive energy breeds positive energy. And, you know, I'm a big believer in manifestation and, Mm -hmm. you know, the secret like parts of that and that kind of thing. But I completely agree that, you know, you can have two people that can face exactly the same challenges. One will find it exciting and one will absolutely hate that. And all of that has got to do with mindset. And I think that we're constantly thrown things at us, you know, think about this year, the pandemic, lockdown, you know, completely changes to our businesses and our lives and restrictions on our freedom. But actually the people that have prospered are the people that are able to adapt that mindset and almost have that kind of growth mindset of thinking, okay, well, I wasn't able to do all of that stuff. So how can I do stuff differently? And I think for me, I had loads of um, face-to-face stuff and quite profitable face-to-face stuff booked in for April. And I was like, brilliant. That's going to be my focus and my foray into kind of like full-time self-employment. All of that stuff was cancelled. And I think for me, it was like, okay, cool, that's fine. And obviously, I was really mega upset about them because I think for me, I had this huge limiting belief that I would never earn money being self-employed versus being employed. Um, And I think that is one of the reasons that made me stay in the corporate world was because of the money. And I think that's a sad thing. But, you know, it was the focus on that recognition and that you're doing well and you're successful and you're at this level. Um, But yeah, I think for me, it's, it's just completely changed now. 
Yeah, I think that that's that's brilliant. And it's such an important thing as well. And I think having those key questions, like the ones that you asked yourself, whatever those are for you, whatever it is that helps you refine that focus and bring it back around to that why that is the driving force behind these decisions that we're making, because being self-employed is not the easy choice. No, absolutely not. I mean, you could argue that being employed isn't an easy choice either, but it is more consistent. It's more I wouldn't even say it's more stable because to be honest, everyone's saying, oh, self-employment is so unstable. Like I worked in a company where for four years I was at the risk of redundancy. Like that, that I'm more stable now as a self-employed person because it's within my control to find clients than I was when I was in, in full-time employment. But having yeah. those questions that bring you back and center you again, I think that that's a really good bit of advice there. So thank you. Yeah. And I love what you were saying about that financial stability. And that's what I'm going through um, on my masterclass, because I think you're right. I think there is that perception that self-employment is really risky. And I think we've seen impacts to hospitality and the leisure industry and stuff like that. But how I think you can make self-employment much more stable than employment. I think you're right. When I was in the corporate worlds, they were like making 20% of the workforce redundant every single year your name was always on a card and it was like phew that's over okay so next year but I think with self-employment you're in control of things and I think what my biggest learning was as being self-employed was you can actually have multiple incomes and how do those multiple incomes help support you well that means that okay so for me I had obviously face-to-face I was delivering face-to-face coaching programs so that didn't happen so what did that mean that I could pivot into well more of the one-to-one online coaching coaching um, and then um, pivot into group coaching programs that are slightly more accessible for people because I was able to identify that um, there was a real need for this but women also wanted the community and support of people that are on the same journey as them and having those streams and, and not all of them have to generate an income you can have supporting income streams so for example I'm writing a blog although I've been quite bad the last couple of months on that But again, that's driving engagement, which helps support some of that. And I think the more income streams you have, and they can be related to one skill or or multiple skill sets, allows you to have a really varied life, Mm -hmm. um, but also allows you to be much more financially stable. So yeah, no, that's really interesting you brought that up. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think like once you start, once you realize that you can have more than one way within your business to earn that that can really be like world opening. Like it really can. And we live in a digital world. And I think that if 2020 has taught us nothing else, it's that we we really live in a digital world now. Yeah. Like the digital world is what facilitates so much of our interactions day to day now. And although we may go back to a new version of normal, there are going to be people, myself included, that will probably prefer to stick with a lot of this digital communication. It opens up a world in a way that I never expected for my business. And like you've said, for your business as well. So yeah, it's really interesting that, um, yeah, the multiple income streams that you've talked about is absolutely, I think it's kind of essential for business. I think you need to have at least two or three different ways of delivering your expertise to people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also about being flexible and adaptable. So I think as business owners, we can't be too focused on one stream because actually it might be that, okay, let's say your stream was face-to-face coaching. Well, 
in this world, you can't do that at the moment. So it's about being able to be adaptable and nimble, focus on your audience, focus on the need and pivot quite quickly. And I think as we are mostly, you know, the main figurehead of our business, we're the ones making the decisions to do that. And I think that's what makes small businesses so agile and so nimble. You know, you can't, some of these big companies, they can't pivot. You know, they can't pivot quickly at all. And I think that is definitely one of the benefits that we can do something. You know, you can put something out very, very quickly and change. And and a lot of the things that I focus on, and I think you do as well, is all about test and learn. Like my big focus is progress over perfection. You know, I'll put stuff out and I'll be like, oh, I'm not sure whether that's right. But actually that's how you get feedback and then you adapt your offering. And I think holding stuff back because it's not perfect I don't think that anything is perfect. Yeah, no, I yeah. absolutely agree. Hang on, my cat's just causing havoc. No, <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with that. And I think um, I think I need a second because I've lost my trail of thought. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I could hear him wake up from his nap in the other room and jump off of the like the, the tall box. And when you hear that... Like, Yes, progress over perfection is absolutely key. And I think there was an episode that I recorded with Siobhan Fox recently that was, um, what do you call yourself in your business? And it's all, we talked a lot about trying on different shoes. It was a wonderful analogy, but trying on different things to see what fits for you as a business owner, because you, this is the beauty of it is like everything's within your control and you can choose to try something, see how it works. If it doesn't work, you're not a failure. It's just that wasn't right. Like I've launched courses that have had no uptake. I've had masterclasses that have had one one person sign on. But all that that meant was I need to have a look and see how I was marking that, marketing that. Did it answer a need? Was it right for me? And when I actually look back, no, it wasn't right for me. That's probably why I didn't put as much effort into the marketing I maybe should have. But I've learned from there how to move my business forward in a more suitable way. So yeah, I think what you've said is taking that action and progress over perfection is just so, so important for us as small business owners when it comes to being nimble. And yeah, yeah big businesses, you've got no hope. You've, no. Got, you've got layers upon layers upon layers of management and board owners and shareholders and profit margins and huge expenses yeah. How are you ever going to be able to turn around and go, no, you know what, we're going to completely change our approach on this yeah. quickly to react to the market? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think for me, like that is one of the most exciting things as a business owner because yeah, I think if you focus too much on it, you could become a bit um you know, worried about the situation and stuff. But I I reframe that or try and reframe that in my mind as a positive to be like, I can change and I can adapt and I can move. And, you know, I might offer something that isn't right now, but that might be something that eventually might be right in the future. And I think it's it's staying close to the economy that you're in. Um, and also as well, what are the problems for your ideal client mm-hmm. and how are you solving them and in what format? And I think, you know, asking those questions and focusing on that, I think is really key. Yeah, I, I am going to, 
slip a little caveat in here just to say that I am aware that in 2020, and I'm sure that you are as well, everyone's aware that there are businesses and industries that have been impacted in a way in 2020 that has made it not possible to pivot. But I feel like now that this kind of mass, this for me, it always felt like this pandemic has almost leveled not leveled the playing field, but it's kind of leveled everyone's expectations to the same point where everyone, we all as business owners had that collective gasp of what are we going to do? And now that we've all experienced that, we're kind of finding our own ways forward. So if you are in an industry where it's like, I haven't physically been able to do anything, then maybe this is the time to have a look and see, uh, is there an opportunity for an alternative income stream? is there another way that I can support my business? Or maybe is there another way that I, as an individual, can have income coming in, not necessarily through that business that's been established? Is there another take that you could have? Could you teach it? You know, it's not always easy and we're not saying that, but if you are in a position where you can reframe and you can reposition, then absolutely, I think that you you should always take advantage of that. Yeah. And I think as well, like many of us are here for the long game, right? So a couple of months in the scheme of a lifetime is nothing really. And I think, and we spoke about this a bit um, in the last podcast, there is this focus on having overnight success and getting to that point and comparing and a big focus on growth. But actually, if you take a couple of months out and replan your strategy and focus on yourself, you know, that is still progress. And I think it's using those measurements of what progress means to you. And at the end of those couple of months, you might not feel that you have made steps forward, but you probably have because there's so much development that we are doing as individuals, you know, getting used to things changing and getting used to not having that certainty around us. And I think don't, I guess my message is don't feel bad if you haven't, you know, made this year a real success for you and and all stuff like that, because you still would have grown and developed um, as we all are. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think that what you said there about timing is key because I am a very impatient person and I expect things to happen. Yeah, me too. And it's really difficult when you're in business to understand and appreciate and remind yourself that, you know what, things might be utter shit right now. Like you might be down to the bare bone. You've got Christmas coming up. You've got all of this pressure that you are putting on yourself that it is, it's really, really hard to try and find a positive. But if you're not in the stage where you're thinking, oh, I, I don't want to try and find a positive out of this situation. It's just been shit. Then maybe it's more, okay, so if it hadn't been a pandemic, what would have happened if a family member had gotten ill? What would have happened if something had happened that meant that you couldn't work for a couple of months? Because you know, there's a hundred different reasons that that could happen. I kind of feel grateful at the fact that it was a pandemic that made everyone together have to focus on this yeah because it was almost like whoever you spoke to had could relate to how you were feeling yeah whereas you know I had quite a rocky January but it was it felt more alone because no one else was yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. Remember that it's a long game. Remember that if it's a few months and yeah, it is shit and it's fine to sit there and say, this is awful. I feel terrible, but 
take that and try and use your energy to focus on, okay, so if this happens again, whatever reason, not a pandemic, hopefully, fingers crossed, if this happens again, what could I do differently that would mean that I'm setting myself up as like an emergency coverage now? I mean, even big businesses have like emergency uh, protocols and things. So Yeah. yeah, just maybe see if there's something that you could have done differently that you can implement for next time after seeing what everyone else has kind of moved and changed. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that reflection is really important. And I think that's something that I try and do a lot and something that I advise my clients on, because I think if you're reflecting little and often, that's when you can see the growth. Because I think looking back and be like, oh, well, the whole of 2020, what have I done? Like, that's quite daunting. But if you're doing it every week and I try and have like an end of week reflection to be like, what went well? What didn't go quite so well? What can I do differently? Actually, then you will start to see the progress that you've made. And I think part of um, the challenge of being a business owner is you've got no one else saying, yep, you did this, this and this, well done. That has to come internally. So having those reflections and checking in on yourself and be like, yeah, okay, I have grown um, and identifying those things when actually they don't seem like big things. Actually, in the scale of things, when you look back on weeks of those small little things, that's when you can see the growth. And I think that's the steps forward that you are taking for yourself and also for your business. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of like the thing, like the reason that we have like a leap day every four years is because it's the gradual change in time that we can't make up for in the rest of the year. So that small little nubbin, that little second every day over the course of four years, equates to a whole day. So it's like all of those little changes will have that big impact. And I think that's wonderful. And talking about reflections, bringing it back around to your business, because I'm aware we've gone on a massive, massive tangent. When you look back at your business, has it changed significantly where you are now to where you expected it to go when you started out? Like putting the pandemic to one side just in general. So I think for me, um, it has changed. I think I'm ending 2020 in a much better place than I kind of imagined. And again, I didn't put too much focus on that because I am focused on the long game and this is a marathon for me. It's not a sprint. But in terms of the goals that I had set myself, I'm definitely exceeding those, which is great. I think how it's changed slightly is I'm doing coaching, but I also have other income streams as well. So for me, as I said, like self-employment was all about doing multiple things I love um, and working flexibly, you know, all of those things. And actually, I've been able to do that with doing some freelancing stuff on the side as well and delivering different things. So I've had, um, I've delivered coaching to online memberships. Um, I've worked with other membership clubs and doing my online course, which again was something that I thought might happen kind of three years down the line. But again, um, I've pivoted based on the demands of um, my ideal clients. Um, So I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm finishing the year at a high and you know I'm really proud of all of the work and the determination that I put in there um but in a different way than I had imagined that's amazing and yeah I love that I can see you like lighting up when you're talking about it which (laughs) warms my heart I love it absolutely love it um I would love to talk a little bit around your brand as well so we've talked a lot around your business and I know that as a coach in particular you you know you are your brand you are your business but when it came to actually branding your business 
Was that an intentional choice that you made? Did you go out specifically looking for a way to brand your business in a visual and a strategic way? Yeah, so I actually um, only recently had a lot of my branding done. So again, this goes back to the progress over perfection. In the early days of having my business, I didn't have a huge amount to invest. So I was like, right, I'll do my own logo um, and do a lot of my own um, branding and and did all my website myself. And I think I had kind of key themes. um, And what I really wanted to get across and what I really focused on was what's my why? Who am I trying to help? and, And how did that evolve over time? What are my values and why would people want to work with me? And I think um, as a coach, it's really important to have that visceral reaction with um, people and people need to see you and they need to know you because they're investing money in you. So it was recently actually that um, I partnered with the graphic designer to do a lot of, um, to rejig my logo and to put together some templates and stuff like that. And that for me, um, because I'm quite a visual person as well, that has helped me to really um, feel like legit and I know that sounds stupid but actually you're talking to a brand designer by trade yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah like that's almost like felt to me like a level up of my business because I've got that consistency I've got the brand guidelines um, and that's helped me much more get my message across Um, and I think it's interesting how things like that just make you feel more established and again that goes back to the mindset thing of like oh okay well I look established so that must mean that I am established you know and it's kind of like you're faking it till you make it kind of thing but yeah it was definitely an evolution over time and I think it will continue to evolve I love that so from having that branding I mean you talk around having that confidence that came with it did you find that you were going through the branding process from a visual point of view that it made you look deeper into your business as well did that change anything or was it just bringing out to the surface the parts of your values that you had already established Yeah, it was just bringing out because I think I did a lot of the foundational work and that was what I was doing from years and years and years in terms of like what coach do I want to be? What are my values? How do I want my clients to feel? Focusing on the client experience like that was stuff that I'd done a lot of the inner work. It was to your point, the branding was almost bringing that to the surface and putting kind of a visual identity on that um, because I'd done a lot of that kind of internal work and, and that will continue to happen. Brilliant. And when it comes to marketing your business, like, is there a specific way that you prefer to market your business? Or do you find that you're kind of still finding your feet with it? I'm just curious to know how you find it. Yeah. And I think marketing and sales is something that I've never had to do. So that's probably been a muscle that has been quite tricky to grow. And I think there's huge amount of um, information out there in terms of like how to market in the best way. And, and again, this goes back to what we were talking to. You've got to find what sits well with you. And for me, it's about showing up. It's about delivering value and it's answering my clients' problems. And I think when I focused on it more as a conversation, but was intentional with um, my messaging, that made it feel much more comfortable rather than, and I think I had this perception of sales being like, you show up every day and say, I'm offering this, da, 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 get in touch. The same message multiple times a day. I think when I looked at it much more intentionally um, and, and much more as like a conversation on a human level and telling stories and bringing that to life, but also sharing um, what I'm going to be offering, whether that's a course, whether that's a masterclass, actually that felt much more comfortable. But I think I'm still definitely on that journey there because 
you know if I hear the word sales I'm like oh um but I think I, I think it's just looking at reframing what works for me that works for me in terms of my approach which which may evolve over time I absolutely love that and yeah I think sales mindset um sales marketing and mindset all kind of go in together because I feel a lot of small business owners do have that aversion when it comes to the word sales. And yeah. again, harking back to the corporate world, sales and marketing are always like smushed sh- together when actually yeah. they're very different. But for me, um, like the way I try and approach sales is very similar to you. Like a sale is like a sales call is having a conversation with someone that you have a solution to what their problem yes. is. So it is just literally a conversation about the fact that they're experiencing this A over here and you can actually offer B that may be a good fit to fix their A to get them to wherever it is that they're looking yeah, to. Yeah, and it's a two-way street, right? You are providing something, but you are also solving something for them, which is a win-win situation. And I think that is a completely different mindset to what traditionally we see about sales. It's almost like selling something that you that the other person doesn't want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So my business coach really helped me with that. Um, my business coach is Adina Crow, and she was like, if you put a gun to someone's head to make them buy your product that's bad sales. Like yeah. th- they're not going to want to buy that. They're not going to want to buy it. They're buying it because just out of force and no one wants to build a business that way. You can't convince people to give you money unless they want to give you money. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no reason why you should ever try and build your business that way. And I think that that's really kind of the, the sleazy secondhand old school cartoon version of like, yeah. And like door-to-door sales, yeah, people. Door-to-door sales and everything like that, where it's like, they're trying to, they're trying to steal your money away from you. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever met a small business owner who went into business with the intention of trying to steal other people's money. I mean, there are yeah. much quicker ways of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Trying to establish yourself as a business, build a brand and build a reputation. Like sales as a small business owner is literally just, hey, I have I have this thing that could help you with that thing. Like, yeah. Do you want to do this thing together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you do, brilliant. If you don't, well, that's not right for you at this point. Yeah, there's a business coach that I follow on um, Instagram as well. Maria went, went, went. Maria went. And she's like, if you're a good fit to work together, of course you will. And yeah. if you're not a good fit together, of course you won't. But yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I would love to know, to wrap up this episode... What is one key piece of advice from your business journey that you would love to share with the listeners? So I think for my business journey, it's being really clear on why you want to be self-employed and what that looks like for you. Um, And I spoke about this before, but really really being clear on the big picture. Um, Because I think when you're clear on the big picture, that helps the work that you're doing in the business and setting goals. Um, and I think as well, kind of secondary to that, but related, it's knowing that you're in this for the long run and that hopefully this is a lifestyle change. This isn't just kind of a quick win and a quick money grab, um, that it's um, something that will, grow, you know, your business is something that will grow and evolve with you. So you don't have to hit all those things straight away um, and knowing that it's kind of a marathon, not a sprint. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely pivotal. A business is for life, not just for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much for sharing your business journey, your brand story and all of your wonderful insights with us today. Thank you very much. Perfect. So where can the listeners find more about you online? So I am on Instagram at Emily Button Creative. Um, my website is www.emilybuttoncreative.com. Um, and you can also find me on LinkedIn um, if you search Emily Button Creative or Emily Button Linham. And I would love to connect with you. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much again. And listeners, if you'd like to find out more about Emily, I'll leave all of the links in the show notes below. And be sure to check out the episode before this one if you haven't already. And that's it for this one. So tune in next week where we wrap up 2020 with a reflective episode followed by a motivational episode as the very last one of this year. Until then, I'd love to hear your thoughts on your business. So head on over to our Instagram or Facebook community. The links are all in the show notes and we can continue the conversation over in the brand lounge.